We're back. Episode one. Thank you, Lutha. Just wanted to say. <laughs> this is Lutha. Hi. I'm Nina. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. It's been so long. Um, Reunited. I mean, we, we've still, like, seen each other. That's because 2022 has felt both endless and, like, it went, like, in a hot minute. Because we basically disappeared over the summer. Uh, what were we doing? I was getting worked to death. We were living our lives. Our best, yeah, our our best, best lives, lives, I like to yeah. think. Um, I want to, like, clarify that we actually do still see each other even when we're not recording this podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> we're not just, like, pod friends or something. We become pod enemies. I mean, yeah, yeah basically. Yes. But we were not recording this show, so, I mean, would you call it a life lived? Oh, God. And in the time that we've been gone, things have happened. Like a season has happened. A season has happened. Uh, we went spoiler free, but we'll we'll start out with a disclaimer. Much like last season, we could not hold ourselves back. Uh, we binged it. We did eight episodes in one day, and yeah. then we did the finale, like the last two episodes, and it was like we emerged, you know, bleary eyed, unable to stunned. Speak. Um, I now I'm like questioning our judgment because at the time we're like you know what we should know the whole season before we like really discuss it so we can kind of like put each episode in context but I don't know like there are things that like we're gonna discuss the first episode and there's things I really liked about the first episode that like now knowing the whole season I'm kind of like oh they just kind of dropped that huh but yeah I know um not to bum anyone out but we will sort of bring the honesty and our true feelings about the season, which was maybe not as wildly positive as some of the press were seeing. Yeah, like, yeah. Nina was just telling me that this season got really, really good reviews. Yeah, and I'm... I think it's like, it's because it's it's a good show overall. It's probably better than a lot of shows. And in its very niche field of, like, karate nostalgia, it's It's fearless. king. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, we'll get into it. We okay. will. God, what a bummer of an intro. Right? We're here, guys. We're back. We're still us. We're still us. But That's we're, the like, important aged part. And, you know, through the war. Wisened. Um, I feel like Crease. Yeah. Or like Terry Silver, who's gone right. through some things. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Good intro. So, right? I mean, it opens with the Cobra Kai commercial. Which, you know... At the time, because when we were watching this episode for the first time, I loved this commercial. I loved it because it reminded me of, you ever go to Barry's Boot Camp? Or like oh, no. one, one of those crazy ass high end <laughs> gyms. That's true. It's like the color scheme, like the everything is just Protein shake out. bar. It was like. This is a man that is serious about working out. Like, you know how Daniel's commercials never even give the slightest impression you're talking about karate? There's like. A bonsai, you're like in an art deco. You kind of like, start to think it's a meditation like a retreat. Fever dream from Japan. <laughs> Whereas Terry Silmer is like, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to confuse anybody. Like his whole narration is just like, I want to max out the dojos. Like this is my state of the art thing. Mm-hmm. We want students. Like he's got like heart rate monitors like set up, and like I feel like I'm look. I read. I look at this commercial, and unlike Daniel, I don't see the ultimate evil. I see, like, this is a dude who knows how to commercialize. He knows how to run a business. That's a dojo you want to join. What's wrong with that? What is wrong with that? Um, Yeah, flagship dojo in Encino. But it just made me think, like, 
you know, the flagship dojo looks great, but I'm just wondering, like, is each subsequent dojo, like, just a little bit, you know, a little steep drop in quality once you get into the outer burbs of California? I mean, because I actually started out really, like, interested in Terry Silver's business model, a thing that no one else is interested in in the hey. universe, I'm sure, hey. but... I'm also interested, like, as is Mike Barnes. Is it like a Starbucks where each one is sort of under Terry Silver's jurisdiction? Or is <laughs> is he imagining it more of as a He's franchise like, model where like other people like pay to use the, the Cobra Kai logo, right? I mean, I think Crease is more of the purist. So like, he's a Starbucks guy. Yeah. I think Terry Silver is not like going to take out his like, uh, magnifying glass and like scrutinize the logo to make sure it's correct. He's... It's weird because it's like we talked about what is his motivation, and it's like he has he already has a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Um, Diamond talks money. I mean, one could say jailing crease and framing crease was like an emotional like move. He just wants power, which is like not a bad motivation. But he's like this episode ended with him talking to like fifteen people we have never seen before, plus chosen like. He's bringing in random, right. random Because he, uh, just to, I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you don't watch the show, but just to, like, hey, recap. they're out there, man. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> but, like, at the end of the episode, because I guess we're doing silver now, like, he, he gets his little opening where he talks about, like, uh, opening up all these new dojos in Cobra Kai, and this basically Cobra Kai commercial, and at the end... He's doing, like, a thing where he's interviewing new people to be instructors at his rapidly expanding dojo empire. And, like, the thing is, like, and this is, I guess the, you know what, I'm getting into it. I'm sorry, Neen, I'm getting into it now. Oh, boy. The entire tension of the season is that, like, Silver's big master plan is to be, like, uh, shit, who's the guy who's, like, the head of Starbucks? Ugh, God. Oh, Schultz. Schultz. To be Howard Schultz. Which is, like, kind of evil, I guess, but not not existentially evil like the show seems to be treating it as. He's, like, a big corporate dude who wants to, like, make big corporate dojos. I mean, honestly, I'd be more impressed if they had done a storyline where Terry Silver is, like, tries to rebrand himself as, like, he runs for politics. And yes. And like, just one more wing of his, like, he's a philanthropist. Like, kind of like what they were, what I'd wanted for Crease, where it's like, he's good at all, a lot of different things. And Crease was good at, and I a, expect like, alarming Silver's, variety of things. Like, book to be like, I'm a self-made man, and like, a bootstrap story, I survived the Vietnam, or the Korean right. War. Right, I could definitely see him as like, a corrupt politician. I could see him as a cult leader. But instead, they're like, nah, he's just like, this dude who, like, wants to open a bunch of dojo franchises. It's almost a waste of Terry Silver. Like, not just that the actor is phenomenal, but it's like, you have this rich source material where it's like, what the fuck is driving this guy? I mean, I like that, like, the previous season, which I, you know, I, I very much like season four. I like that they kind of, like, lampshade that and are like, cocaine. Cocaine was driving this guy. What's driving him now? Jesus. They hinted at these deaths where he's like, wailing away at the piano, like, you know, in his wine cellar, thinking deep thoughts and wearing his red robe, where it's like, <laughs> now he's just like a dojo guy who's doing dojo things. Right. And, and even respect him more of his, like, his ultimate, ultimate plan is like, I just want to torture Daniel some more. Right? Actually, that like, would make more sense. fine. <laughs> like, if you want to torture Daniel because you got back on cocaine and you just hate Daniel, that is I actually love, a better motivation. I love a good revenge storyline. I would have been here for it, but 
I'm not here for being a corporate raider. It's boring. Right. It's not, it's beneath him. I am actually okay with him being a corporate, unlike, like, I feel the opposite way in that, like, I am totally fine that Terry Silver, former or maybe current CEO of Dynatox, I don't know. I'm fine with him, like, he's a dude, like, I thought it was a nice contrast with him with Crease. Like, he's interested in franchising opportunities. He's, like, a business dude. Yeah, he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth, and he's not interested in giving it up. Yeah, and he's, like, kind of just like, ooh, how can we maximize the profits here? I think that what is weird is, oh, God, I'm sorry, I'm getting, I'm blowing it all up, you know, I'm spoiling the season, maybe, but, like... Changed, guys. Well, I think that what is odd is that, like, Daniel, of course, who's a big, like, drama queen about everything, is like, this guy is pure evil and he's trying to brainwash the valley and everything. And, you know, he was kind of like that in the first season with Johnny. But the show was like, yeah, but no, that's, that's like, just Daniel's bullshit. But here, the show takes it totally seriously. That, like, yes, absolutely, this man must be stopped from opening dojo franchises. they keep validating Daniel. They keep validating Daniel, and the show is always at its best when it's not. And it's just, yeah. Yeah, Something happened in the writer's room where they purged all the Daniel doubters. Something real dark. And, Um, like, I want to say that... I like Daniel the best, like, when you're kind of, when he gets a little punctured. Like, you know, when his worldview is upset a little bit and he has to, like, come to terms with that. And I, I don't know why in this season, like, they, well, okay, actually, let's start, like, we've talked about Silver a bit, because he's not in this episode that much, but, like, let's talk about Chosen. Okay, yeah, so we open to Casa LaRusso, Chosen is making himself extremely comfortable how long has he been there when the summer like has he been there all summer long or is the summer just starting or, or what right because like, it's like amanda's he, irritated enough that he's been there more than a couple of mind days you, season four ended with him like lurking at miyagi's grave christ yeah which like how long was he there i don't know but you know we're on team amanda poor poor woman who's like picking up after daniel or whatever around the house Chosen is, like, comfortable swimming in the nude in the LaRusso house. I mean, you have to imagine, is Chosen a sociopath? Because if you had... I know they, like, reconciled and everything, but, like, my God. I actually, like, I I am... I was surprised how much I just, like, liked Chosen this season, like, despite being, like... I think it's because I I get a lot of amusement out of people that are obvious grifters. Like, kind of like how Crease has, like one rich friend and his man right. to parlay that and you know it's like you know we, we were like is he just secretly rich and just like checking into a ramada in and he's not sleeping at the back of the dojo like robbie is like chosen has found a way to like convince daniel that he's like this amazing sensei and he has a very successful dojo that he's willing to step away from to handle this man's personal vendetta right i mean the whole thing is ridiculous and then like the fact that, like, Daniel flew him here and yeah, he's, like, living like, in his house. Why I, didn't Chosen pay for that trip? Right. Isn't Chosen supposed to be successful, supposedly? I love... You know what? I love this idea of, like, everyone sees Daniel's beautiful house and they're like, I gotta find a way. Right? Like, Robbie blew his shot. Totally. But, yeah. like, I would have respect... Look, spoiler alert, it doesn't turn out this way, but, like... I would have respected if it, this show so much. This is all just one gigantic grift of Chosen's. I know. 
Oh. What a missed opportunity. Right? Like, all the clues were there. Yeah, right? Just like, like, sweet, I get to swim naked in this guy's pool. I get a free vacation in America. And like, yeah, no, totally. Daniel yeah, and Amanda finds him out, revenge. but Daniel doesn't believe her, and that's why they divorce. Right? So Another thing we didn't get this season. Oh, I know. Amanda, at least in this episode, she's in... I have always liked Amanda because Amanda... The thing that is good about Amanda in this show is that Amanda lives in reality and everyone else lives in like a slightly... She seems to be the only one who remembers that Chosen held a knife to Kumiko's throat. Right. Like she's like, I've seen the Karate Kid too, buddy. (laughs) Dude. And she's like, look, uh, you told me, Daniel, that like the All-Valley Tournament was gonna be the end of it and you know what? Like we had all those like big dramatic matches. My daughter didn't get killed. Uh, Kreese is in jail. Call it a karate miracle. Call it a day. They've been having this argument now for four years. And she is totally, completely right in that, like, and this is, you know, I liked season four, but the main problem I had with it is that the stakes made no sense. (laughs) Like, the stakes were that, like, oh my god, we're having this big tournament, and if uh, Cobra Kai wins, then my dojo, or, like, Eagle Fang and uh, Miyagi-Do have to shut down, and if we win, they have to shut down. But, like, at the end, I was like, well, why? This isn't enforceable. And just as I thought, at the very end of the season, like, uh, Daniel's like, well, I made a deal with men who have no honor, so I'm not going to shut down. I'm like, okay, well, then that was all pointless, right? Yeah, well, then why would you think that they would shut down? Right. you won. Yeah. Dumbass Daniel. Yeah, like, none of that makes any sense. And you just face it. And again, I like season four because for all the emotional resolutions, but I always thought the overarching plot was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, there are certain things that make more sense, like, when you're teenagers trying to solve something, like, like a guy bullying another guy, and then there are things where it's like, no, they're not going to shut down their business because you be- you beat them at the tournament. That doesn't make, that's not yeah. how businesses work. Sorry. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, they realize, like, this is a ridiculous city and the the karate stakes are always high. Like, they did that in season one. It was oh, very, so like, beautifully. wonderful and goofy. But now I feel like they're almost trying to split in the middle, and it's not working. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. That's the main problem. The inherent problem is that, like, I think that the show is at its best when, like, the characters, except for Amanda, take this very, very seriously. But the show is, like, aware, like, this is stupid, yeah? yeah. Like, this is incredibly stupid. Like, when, you know, like, uh, season one... Um, Daniel and Johnny are ready to throw down, like, in their backyard, and, like, Amanda's like, well, I mean, if you and your high school karate rival aren't gonna, like, beat each other bloody right now, do you guys, like, want breakfast? Like, you know, it's just like... Yeah. The, or the, um, you know, my but favorite I mean, thing. it's actually, like, an interesting character portrait of Amanda, is, like, how long can you be the voice of reason in a house of insanity? And I think this is, like, she decided her mind mentally was like, you can't fight this any longer, Amanda. Give in. And, like, Chosen is the final straw. Chosen is, like, you know what? She either joins forces or she loses everything. To be honest, and, hey, spoiler alert, halfway through this, I actually, like, the beginning part of the season and this episode, which we will talk about, I actually... Maybe, I don't know. You're trying to do this whole season. Uh, I I actually really liked the first few episodes of the season, and I think that the exact moment, I'm not saying it's the reason why, I'm saying it's the canary in the coal mine, is... The moment that Amanda shifts from living in, like, reality to Daniel's reality is the moment that the season loses me. It happens around, like, episode five or six. But it's just, like, you need someone to be, like, this is dumb. You need a street man. You need a... Yeah, like, otherwise it doesn't... It just kind of flies off into its own weird, like, alternate universe, which isn't... 
don't know. It I doesn't know, make a lot of sense. There's, there are certain scenes that I enjoyed, like Chosen and Daniel end up on a stakeout of a dojo, which is like a great idea. Totally. it's like, of course... We're just going to buy into the fact that Daniel just doesn't work anymore. I know. And, and Chosen is like, this is Cho- a vacation, yeah. And Chosen maybe never worked. Um, right? So they're like just watching Terry Silver do his job. Like all they're doing is watching a man who opened up a dojo. Is pretty good at it. And, and like doing karate. And Daniel's like, good location. Lots of foot traffic. I'm and like, this talk- is like sublime. Yes. They talk about Kim Sung Yoo and I had to laugh about... Oh, sorry, Kim Sun Young. Um, he was like, "That's a real guy," which is fair, you know, totally fair. Flashback to Karate Kid Part Three, where um, Terry Silver says that's his master, and like uh, apparently Chosen is familiar with the style and is like, "I recognize Kim Sun Young's deceptive moves." It's also based on choking, I guess. I, I want to say I'm going to bring it up here because we get controversial on this podcast. Kim Sung Young, obviously Korean, South right. Korean master, but apparently his style is like based on deception, which honestly sounds like probably better than karate. Then <laughs> I, I detect a note of like Japanese racism against Ooh, Koreans. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna get all pachinko here. Okay. I see that. Yes, Do it. Um, and like I also look. I don't know. Somebody listeners like write in, but like. I didn't think of karate. I thought karate was like a Japanese martial art. And like, you know, Taekwondo is usually the art martial art you associate with you Korea. You know who would know about this? Terry Silverwood. He's the one, he's the only one on the show currently that knows the most about karate. It's he true. Most Nobody else it. cares. Um, For real though. But yeah, like, uh, all right. So like apparently there's this evil Korean master. I, I call bullshit show. I, I'm like throwing <laughs> shade on this show. Yeah. But, um. That is an actual real guy that uh, Terry Silver learned his deceptive style of... What's that mean, your deceptive style of fighting? Like, I mean, it's it's funny, given what happens at the end, where it's like, he will always see direct attacks, and it's like, okay, so he just uses his brain a little bit. Right, so he's watching? Cool. Yes. Um, that's, like, really shady, Honestly, Chosen's like, you know what, I gotta earn my keep here, and so I have to think of this, like, shenanigan where I infiltrate Silver's sensei force. <laughs> I'm here for it, honestly, because Chosen is amusing. He's committed to the Hawaiian shirts. Yes, he is. And just, you know what? I, I think it's a one-way ticket he got. Right? I get that feeling. Like, he I is totally like, I'm staying in this manse yeah. forever. He's got the clothes on his back. He has no intention of leaving. He's I, nude bathing on day one. Right. Grifter Chosen is the best Chosen. He's the chosen one for me. And, um... Oh, my God. Okay. I love the idea, and I wish the show had really just pursued it to its natural end point, where it's, like, this, like, devious, like, evil villain of Daniels from season two is just, like, the this fucking, like... Eh, all right. I mean, we've buried the hatchet. I'm not interested in anything but just, like, rifting off of Daniel for the rest of time. Right. Exactly. Um, like... So just closing out, like, Daniel Miyagi-Do stuff, um, Daniel makes, like, the announcement to his shocked students that Miyagi-Do is closing, and it's like, I see the, in the background, like, the ginger kid, and it's like, who are ginger you? Kid, what is, what are the stakes for you? Right? I, I admire that this show has the same extras, but, like, yeah, seriously, who are you? Card. Yeah. But, like, Sam, of course, like, the people that he actually cares about are, like, in the front row, and... Dimitri is like, I have to get a summer job now. It's like, yeah, you could be getting money and like, you should probably. I do don't that. know, maybe not hanging out in this like, you're not even learning any karate anymore. Like, 
Johnny, the only person that was, like, teaching karate is, like, in Mexico, so... Right. Like, what are you guys even doing? And, like, also, Daniel's like, I'm not involving you guys anymore. This is my fight. And again, it's always been a thing for me. Like, what is your fight? What is your plan? I sympathize with Chosen. When Chosen just pulls out his size and it's just like, I'm ready to stab Terry Silver through the heart. Cause it's like, no, I don't want, yeah. I don't know what Daniel wants. He doesn't no. want to stab Terry Silver through the heart. Like, he just has this weird plan to expose him, which is like... Why don't you, like, hire a private detective or something? How do you think this would play out in real life? I think, like, someone like Daniel, who, like, carries his, like, deep traumas with him, would have, like, yeah, he's the kind of person that, like, Terry Silver's back, feels powerless, probably would just pull a gun on him. I don't know. I mean, I kind of think that if this was real life and I was Daniel, I would be like, yes, let's hire a private detective to dig up some dirt on Terry Silver. I bet the guy's guilty of tax fraud. I bet, like, because of his Dynatox days, he's got some environmental violations under and his Borneo. belt. Borneo. Who knows what the fuck happened to you Borneo? Could, you could probably just get him if you were willing to spend some of your ma- your massive fortune on actually, like you know, investigating him as opposed to, like, whatever the fuck you and Chosen are doing. I want to see the, like, 1040 or whatever, the the LaRusso auto. Like, I need to know how the money is being spent because this is bananas. He spends half a day in the Cobra Kai and Sino flagship location. Right, just, like, watching him. Watching Terry Silver, which is so Watching Terry Silver, like, hand out flyers, basically. I would have loved if he had done an episode where it's, like, just from Terry Silver's point of view, where he's, like... You know, I got out from under Crease, who's like this erratic maniac that I was friends with, and I just want a brand new start, and I, I'm pretty good at karate and like business, and this kid from my past that I never think about really is like watching Right, me. I barely remember him because of all the cocaine I was on at the time. Which I mean, is like, I went to rehab and I got clean. Right. That was the Terry it's Silver they introduced in the fourth season. I know. And they kind of like... I don't know, they retconned it, yeah. You know, this is your fault. You wanted this to happen. You no. were rooting for him to become, like, crazy Karate Kid 3 Silver, and I he think, did. I think they have both... He's a deep man. He has the crazy side, and he has the poet. And I feel like they just were like, no, he's not a poet. He was not going to bankroll Cheyenne's app, because you know what? He's into real mindfulness. Your silver apologist stance gets okay. increasingly ludicrous. Just, just take this episode by itself. Who is the most rational person in this episode? Definitely Silver, because he's yeah. like running a really Amanda great... Amanda has lost the plot, or is quickly losing the plot. Amanda's like like on her last nerve, but Silver, I would join his Barry's Boot Camp Dojo. Yeah, totally yeah exactly. Cool. He's the only one doing his job, making a commercial. Um, really good commercial, much really better than any commercial. of everybody else's, yeah. but like... All right, I guess we should get to the non-silver. Right, we're going. Let's go to Mexico together. Let's go to Mexico. We talked about this. Um, it's sad that it's happening through the show, but we we do want to go to yes. Mexico. Let's. Should we start with Miguel? Yeah, let's start with Miguel. Okay, so Miguel, uh, poor boy, he has run away. He's in Mexico looking for Wi-Fi signal. I am both baffled by why he has an address in the first place. Like, from where? Where did he get that from? Like, also, his mom has not been in contact with his dad. How did he find out his dad's name? All of this is interesting. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not sure how he knows where to go. But you he doesn't never... also know that you don't get American, like, like you wouldn't have reception in Mexico. That's right. They, they Unless they're... you're on T-Mobile, guys. Oh, God. Not the time? I'm not a T-Mobile customer, but I hear that that's a thing. Um, We've given them so much free press. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um... 
Yeah, I don't feel like they mentioned Hector Salazar's name in season four at all. Correct us if we're wrong on this, listeners. So, because that started our, like, mailbag paternity search. Like, right, because you thought Barnes. it was Terry Silver. Like, sure, why not? Why not? Because good-looking still. So, anyway, it's not Terry Silver, sadly. I'm sorry. Yeah. But it wouldn't have been hilarious if, like, Hector Salazar, quote-unquote, is actually Terry Silver. <laughs> of course. God, it would have been an amazing reveal, because, guys, it's it's, like, more of a bummer than that. It's like... I know they're trying to, like, sometimes ground the show in realism where it's, like, it's confusing. It's, like, if you're going to be wacky and zany, pick the wacky zany editing that we all want or go into gritty realism. No, no, I'm, I'm contradicting you here. Terry Silver being Miguel's father is not what we all want. That's what you want. No, um, actually, I realize that Terry Silver is best when he's unencumbered. He don't need no kids. Yeah, right? That would be weird. Yeah, he's like, he's, he's too cool for that. He's not going to give dad energy. He's just out there running dojo, Wearing a ponytail, sometimes playing the grand piano in a Flawless red nightrobe. He's got... Anyway, Miguel I, gets off the bus. But Miguel gets off the bus, and Miguel's story here is quite grounded in reality. I, I liked it. I like that he, like, he runs into, like, some local toughs. Okay, let's talk about that scene, because, okay, there's, like, quite a lot of back and forth for this gang that presumably is just trying to rob people, and I'm like... You know what? If you're going to rob me, just fucking do it. I don't need the banter, okay? Yeah. I don't need, like, you to give me back $2 and, like, just fucking beat me up and take my bag. I mean, yes, this Australian surfer and his multi-ethnic gang... So extra. ...are a bit extra, but I like that, again, like, this is, like, sometimes it's nice in the show to see things sort of grounded in reality, and I like that Miguel, like, I expected him to bust out a bunch of karate moves... But he kind of reacts like a person probably honestly should react when, like, multiple large people are surrounding you and robbing you. He just kind of was like, okay. Yeah, this is Miguel giving the energy of a 25-year-old. Right, like, Miguel's always been, like, sort of like, he's like the Amanda, almost, of the kids, where he's, like, a little bit, like, he lives so much closer to reality than everyone else, and he's like, fucking fine. Here, here's my wallet. Fuck you guys. Like, and I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he then goes into a random bar where I guess he heard that Hector Salazar is there and it's this random he, guy. He does have an address that he asks like the, the robbers to help him point to, which one, I'm not sure how he got that Two listeners right in, but Hector Salazar seems to me a very common name. Yeah, like right? it's kind of like the John Smith or William it's Miller like of, the names. Miguel Diaz of names. Oh, oh, oh shit. Yeah. Um, so he interrupts his poker game, he gets, he exchanges some words, he hits a dead end. And not for one second did I think that was his dad. I didn't, I didn't really think that, but I want to say, and I'm just going to like put this out there. I'm reading too much into everything because I'm like searching desperately for meaning in life. <laughs> but dark, you know how like with the, the surfers who rob him, uh, he doesn't even try to fight. Like he doesn't even think about it. Is that a metaphor for, like, no fight in his life? Well, he is in this bar, and, like, you know, he's kind of pissing off this, like, dude playing poker, and, like, the dude kind of sticks his goons on him. And then, 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 that's when Miguel is, like, Mm -hmm. busting out his karate moves. And it's, like, 
he's willing to fight when it matters to him. Yeah. Right? And I'm, I, I liked that, and I'm probably seeing, like, uh, a little too much there. Also, the guy with, like, the hat, who is not Miguel's father, clearly... I liked how, like, blasé he was about this whole thing. Like, as if every other day he has kids coming to him and being like, Do you know my mom? I think you're my dad. And he's like, ugh, not another <laughs> one. Like, I'm just a 45-year-old, okay? I'm not your dad. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That is exactly the vibe he gives like, off. 25 paternity suits. Right. Oh. He's like, Jesus, find really... a better dad. Yeah. Um, okay. In between the search for Hector Salazar, which is like the, the saga of our lives, should we talk about the call that comes <laughs> in from one Sam LaRusso? Well, the call goes out from Miguel right, to exactly. Sam LaRusso. Right, he's still being a good boyfriend. Oh, uh, Sam is the worst. God, oh. This conversation is hilarious. Because it's like every time she inches close to like a little bit of self-awareness, some writer's like, not today, and snatches mm-hmm. her back. So she's like, they're talking. She's like, your mom's super worried. You know what? Hector Salazar is probably a murderer. Like, yeah, there's probably a reason why your mom left. I'm like, whoa, Sam, making points, being all pointy. Yeah. And then she was like, are you even going to ask about the tournament? And it's like, you know what? Miguel is like in a different headspace. He's also 35 years old emotionally and doesn't care about karate. Yeah, Miguel lives in reality and realizes that the tournament was always stupid and meant nothing. But, like, um, yeah, and I love it. I love it. Like, again, I've always loved this show the most when it's, like, aware of, like, when its characters are being shitty. And I love it when, like, Miguel is just like, how are you somehow making this about you? A thing we've wanted him to say for four years. Right? Like, (laughs) this dude is trying to find his, like long-lost father who he's never met. And Sam is like, Sam is that person where it's like, she will listen to you for 30 seconds if it's a conduit to something that she was going to tell you about. And it's the tournament. She wants to talk about Tori. She could give a shit about Miguel's dad. Right? Um, anyway, I just think it's it's hilarious because it's like, guys, don't do long distance, Okay. You know, if your boyfriend jets off to Mexico and doesn't tell you, you're probably not in a relationship. I know, anymore. right? I'm like, I thought that I kind of assumed they were already broken up, but like, like, self, like it's a text. Yeah, you could even be like, "Hey, I'm taking a trip." Also, not great. You know what I no, mean? No, not great. It's like, I mean, I assume that she somehow knew he was in Mexico seeing her fa- his father, so I guess he he must have texted her at some point. But like again, I feel like that's a, a subtle way of being like, also, we're not this boyfriend show and girlfriend. Kills me because it's like I think they're trying to hint at. Again, we have no direct experience with this, but like the push and pull of a high school relationship, and you know, it's echoing the kind of alley esque games. Girl, you're not Allie, okay? No. Allie could get away with this shit. She's playing emotional mind games from, like, stateside. What? I mean, yeah. Allie was straightforward First with her intentions. First of all, intentions. Allie... Don't you besmirch Allie. You wouldn't even need to tell her, like, you're in Mexico, because she's got, you know, four guys lined up that well, yes. same night. You know, you know what? Allie's not going to get what you worked up about She's not that. checking up on you in But Mexico. also, Allie, like, wouldn't play mind games. Allie would just be like, I like it or I don't. Yeah. And I, I don't know what Sam is about. I don't know what I don't know what they talk Part about when they're just together. I desperately wanted Miguel to like hang up and like enroll in college in whatever city was in Mexico and just like cut his old life. Cause it's like he's left all that shit behind. Miyagi got whatever he got from Miyagi Do. He's got this failing relationship with Sam. His quasi dad, Johnny, is you know, he's 
is coming for him. It's coming for him. But you know what? He's learned and he's grown and he's ready well, for a new start. I mean, I liked I liked actually Miguel's storyline in these first few episodes because it's like he does... Uh, so after he has that like unsatisfying encounter with a guy in a white cowboy okay, hat... Okay, let's get to the real Hector Salazar, guys. Right. Because like guess what? Lady. Multiple people are named Hector Salazar. His real dad looks like a telenovela star. How do we know? Like, there's like probably seven million Hector Salazars, well, but you okay. Pick the best looking one, and you'd be like, Dad. Dad, I, I see myself in you. Yes. <laughs> so this amazing looking dude, a telenovela star, absolutely is like doing something kind in the first scene he appears. He's like filling he's in like for some employee. Smile. Just had a kid. He's like a hugging a kid. And is it, could it be, like, Miguel's half-brother? And Miguel is, like, you know, looking off wistfully and then engages in some light stalking. Mm, yeah, and he, uh, his half, his possible half-brother is, like, playing, playing with the soccer ball and Miguel catches it and is, like, you know, me llamo Miguel, y tú? And the kid is, like, you look like a child molester, goodbye. But, um... <laughs> You know, you can tell Miguel is, like, the kind of, like, dude who's, like, desperate to have a younger brother. Like, you know, he's just, like, yeah. he, like loves that idea. Um, and he ends up somewhat improbably saving his younger brother from getting run over by yeah. a van. I don't know. And this is where, like, I, I go back and forth on whether, like, we see what happens. But, like, they invite him to dinner to thank him. Um, and they, they kind of even do that telenovela thing where they're, like, could you be? You feel like family. And it's like, wow, how many years will it take before this reveal happens, mm-hmm. you know? And Miguel just, like, walks off happily. And you know what? I love that for him. You know? Yeah, I'm not mad at it. He needs something new and fresh, you know? It's like, he feels like he's outgrown the show. And yeah. the cast of characters, his high school buddies, like, just... Everything in season four, what I loved about it was, like, you could see that kind of distance, even in his training sessions with Johnny, where it's like, nothing was quite gelling the way, because he's now more mature than Johnny. No, this is true. He's, like, kind of in a different space, uh, and I actually really like, one, it's weird, but, like, as much as I like the kind of, like, shitbird Southern California setting of the show, like, it was kind of neat that they got out of that for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for all we know, it's a It's lot. just a lot somewhere, I Were know. Were filming in Mexico? I don't know. They, like, just found, a, like, a beach <laughs> and then, like, hung up some things. But, like, you know, it's it's a little nice to get out of that. And, yeah, I, I'm, like, happy for Miguel to, like, explore another plot line. And um, I think uh, I also like the Sam... Oh, sorry, not the Sam shoot. The uh, Johnny and Robbie, like, father-son okay. trip. Yeah, let's... I had some... So... You know, we ended on a really poignant note in their relationship at the end of season four, that dojo hug, which, again, like... Could have been the end of the series. Truly could have been, and, like, was a high watermark for Robbie's acting, hair, everything. Oh, yeah. Robbie Robbie was nailing it, and it's like, checking in on Robbie's hair. A little bit 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 too much product. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I feel like this doesn't bode well. And here's the thing about Robbie that's kind of so tragic. It's just that, like... He seems a little bit more chilled out this season. Yes. And I think it's because he had that tender moment of catharsis. And with it came this knowledge that, like, the only way to survive this father-son relationship is to keep your expectations fucking bottom of the line low. Totally. Like, don't expect a goddamn thing. Like, once he realizes, like, I think some part of him knew that they were 
not just having a fun road trip because that's like too normal. Well, that's insane, like, actually. Yeah. Like, why would you think? I was sort of like, wait, like at a certain point, he's like, wait, we drove 500 miles and it turns out we're looking for Miguel. I'm like, like why the fuck of, did you drive 500 part of miles? Robbie is like, knows his dad is never really gonna love him. Sorry. Oh my God. I'm sorry, but like, that's just, that's really shitty. Not just like, at the point where your your son has gone through this entire like emotional night and dark night of the soul with this rival dojo, you finally got him back. You're not even gonna take fucking one minute to have like some father son time before you go chasing down your other karate son. I mean, I kind of feel like it's like look at Miguel. If there's a person that can handle a trip alone, it's Miguel. Probably I'm Miguel. Sorry. Yeah, he speaks Spanish. Yes, he's got a good head on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. It's like. He does get robbed, but, like, he doesn't try to, like, get he's murdered fine. in the process. Yeah, okay. He's going to college in, like, a year. He's fine. But Robbie, I don't know. Robbie's the kind of guy that would, like, shove this, the emotions down deep. And one day, he's going to realize, I put in all this work. I've lived in a lot of dojos. A lot of, like... <laughs> all I've done is live in dojos, man. I've tried to depend on a lot of sketchy karate adults, <laughs> and none of it has worked out. And now I want a goddamn road trip. That is not even about having fun in Mexico. I mean, first of all, I, I disagree with you, Nina, because I'm like, more fool Robbie for thinking you were taking a random road trip to Mexico. That's weird. Robbie um, has too much trust in him, and it's like, that's why we loved Darth Robbie. It's like, bro, wake up. Like, I mean, I think this Robbie, the Robbie that we're, we're living with now, is like, you're right. I like low expectations, Robbie. He's more chill. He's not like always like... You know, I get it. Look, I love Johnny. Johnny's not a great dad to Robbie, especially. We get that. We understand that. We've seen that. What's weird is, like, it actually hurts Johnny's character to be, like, you know, we were really moved when he's like, I was a bad father, etc. But now it's season five saying, like, I'm a bad dad and still continuing to do bad dad stuff is, like, not the not the well, greatest thing. he's trying to, like, be a good dad to his fake son Miguel at the same time he's like as he says he's like I'm not gonna like look I needed to go get Miguel because like Miguel is potentially in danger I didn't want to abandon you so I took you so he's like trying his best to balance his two sons his real son and his I thought he was trying son. to say look the only way I can spend time with you is if Miguel is involved oh my god you were never did finish that you letter always on oh, team shit. yeah this is this just comes up again you're like team johnny has never loved Dear robbie, robbie ever. dot 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 gotta go bye <laughs> gotta go no i i am on team like johnny's trying to balance these, these things he's not doing no. the greatest job of it but i like that robbie is chilled out a bit you're right yeah. to have lower expectations yeah honestly. he's not soup kitchen robbie which was maybe the darkest timeline mm. where it's like you know what Guy, you're going to get your heart broken. You're going to get soup on your shoes. Your hair is in a hairnet. Now now he's, like, doing whatever. You he's know? like Mexico, he's Robbie. Where he's, like, his dad, like, gets him, like, like Mexican candy. And he's, like, all right, whatever. Um, and he's... Did you like the brief allusion to, like, I could have been spending the summer with Tori. It's, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could have been, like, making out with your girlfriend instead of, like, on this... Quasi road trip with a dad that's eh. looking for a different son. Dude, I, I think that for Robbie, this is like, eh, this it's is true. good. This right. is good. Robbie's life is pretty, pretty dark. Right. By and the way, is his mom still in that Lux rehab place? It's hard to say, right? That's being paid for by the LaRussos? It's it's always been sort of confusing as to God, what his situation is. How much money is. does Daniel LaRusso have, for I real? Mean, yeah, 
I also, and I don't know why I use everything as a gateway to character assassinate Daniel LaRusso, but I feel like the show is like sort of like pretty honest with the fact that like Johnny's a shit father and has never quite like been able to be that honest with like mm. Daniel LaRusso, which is the yeah. problem. Because it's like you look at you look at Johnny, you can still love him and be like, man, dude. You're trying your best, but your best is kind of shit, right? Yeah, like, and they're saying, I guess the show's saying, that's fine. Like, you know... The problem, like, it's better to be a flawed human being that's trying than... I don't know. Whatever the fuck is going yeah, on with Daniel at any given time. <laughs> um, whatever happened that made Anthony Anthony. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and there's this nice little scene where, like, uh, like Johnny's like, Look, I'm sorry, like, if you... I don't want you to go, but if you want to go, like, I'll give you bus fare to go back. And then, of course... you bought that bus ticket. Oh, my God. (laughs) You're sabotaging their relationship. I'm sorry. Write to us, listeners. Of course, uh, you know, I I assume that you've watched the episode if you're listening to this. Again, if you haven't, why are you listening to this? But, like, um, Johnny ends up confronting the same surfers who robbed Miguel... He actually, like, gets to, like, have a cool karate scene where he beats them up, and then, like, Robbie gets to, like, jump in and also throw some kicks, and it's, like, very bonding for them. Did you buy that bonding scene? Yeah, sure, why not? That's how men bond, by, like, you know, kicking people. Or did it remind Johnny of a different fight he had with Miguel? What fight did he have with Miguel with Australian surfers, Nina? Maybe it was in Australia. Maybe Maybe he just dreamt it, yeah. Um, But uh, I like that, like, they have this thing where, like, they're holding, well... I don't know if you observed this. I did. But, like, uh, Johnny's holding, like, a Coors, like, bottle to his head. And oh, Robbie's yeah. holding a, a Mexican Coke bottle to his head. Oh, yeah. And covering, yeah. you know. Um, I yeah. mean, God, you know, since last last season marked the dramatic turn of us being Team Robbie, I'm happy to see him not living in the back of Crease's dojo. Um, so I think it's... Yeah. I'm glad it's an upswing... But I think it is still, like, God, it is sad. Um, Part of me wants better for him. I mean, if I can take a moment to, like, be a jerk about, like, the acting of teenagers or young adults, Mm -hmm. like, I think that we've seen Robbie get, like, he's become a better actor over the seasons. Yeah. And I also think that he probably plays, like, sort of happy and lighthearted better than he plays, like, angsty teenager madder at his dad. So it's, like, nice to see him like this. Sam hasn't really gotten. Much oh no! Better. But we we already talked about how she might be a nepotism hire. Her dad is like Ron Howard. I want to say. I'm sorry, actress who plays Sam. I know we are so mean, but we're mean. It's you seem like a really nice person. Yeah, but yeah, I just feel like I don't know. It's yeah, tough. It's just dead weight. It's like one of those things where it's like you want to kill off this character, but it wouldn't make sense in the it show. It wouldn't really make sense in the show. But man, just, I think it's like, they try to make romance less the, wait, that's not exactly true. I was just saying, like, when they try to give her a personality trait that isn't just the girlfriend, yeah, it works a bit better, but it's strange, it almost feels like they ran out of material at the end of season four for her, because she had this whole arc with Tori, and now it's like... And we'll, like, talk about this in subsequent episodes, but, like, they keep trying to give her something, but it's almost like you can see the writer's room struggling. Yeah. And I kind of feel like if she were, ah, I feel mean, but if she were like a better actress or something, like maybe. Maybe she could sell the indecision better. Yeah. Um, But it's, 
it just reads as like flip flopping, which is annoying. Yeah, it reads as like a lack of character as opposed to like a character trait, which is just sort of like, man, why are we like still like focusing on her like turmoil? Like her turmoil is not that interesting. Even Miguel's got that, but it's like again, as we'll see, we no one quite stays there. But I don't know. Um, maybe season six we'll see her. Um, God, we this is so dark. How would Sam die? Oh my god, Nina! You have to go there. You have to go there. <laughs> what are the dramatic stakes in this story? I always said, and I, I hearken back to my attitude in season Anthony three. Anthony kills her. No! Anthony's on got his own arc. By the way, the kid who plays Anthony, great actor. Yeah, he is. Um, but uh, I always wanted Sam to become like a gun nut. To, like, oh, counter right. karate. That's right. I thought she'd be a... Like, you know what defeats karate is guns. But, you know... I thought she'd be a QAnon person. Right. That'd be great. That would be great. So, think about that. (laughs) Okay. Um, All right. So, I think... um, Did we cover everything? I want to see we did. So we did. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this in subsequent episodes. Like, still, you know, they're leaving us... Awaiting Crease's reappearance, perhaps. But do you miss Crease? I miss the idea of Crease. Right, right. He transcends. He's like, what is a Crease? <laughs> this season does interesting-ish things with Crease. Oh Kreese. yeah. Oh god, I can't wait. I can't wait. It does. It does things. It does things. Yeah. Um, oh man. Okay. It's it's rating time. Oh man. Okay. Okay. I rate this episode. You know, I liked it. I remember the first time I watched it, I was kind of like optimistic about this season. I rate it 3.5 out of 5, like amazingly like high value commercials for a new dojo that really deserves to conquer the world. Wow. Yeah. That's a hell of a rating. Mm-hmm. Getting it slightly lower. I'm going to say 3 out of 5. Secret telenovela dads. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Okay, you won this round. <laughs> it's not a competition. It's always a competition. I <laughs> okay, ready? Yeah. Strike, Strike first. Strike hard. No mercy. mercy.